Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I do think Grace as well, like the pod is so much better when we're drunk. <laughs> it, it, it is. It's the vibe is correct. It's more yeah. people should do podcast drunk. We say silly and outrageous things sometimes, but. I Are you guys okay. still in magazine in the magazine world? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chlor- clawing along. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Fellow writers. I didn't realize that you guys were also writers in your own right. That's amazing. Do you guys have books? I, w- I want a copy of your book. No, we need to release a we need to release a book. We should do a book where each of us writes like a page each, but we don't look at it or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. B- writing a book, honestly, Caroline, like petrifies the shit out of me. Like I'm so in awe of you for always having that in your brain and always just knowing that that was something you wanted to do. Like I bet you feel the same, Grace. I'm just like, I couldn't. Imagine. And and to actually do it, like to it is it is such an undertaking. Like as someone who's at the moment trying to get in that like creative mindset and just put shit on paper, you have to overcome so much like self loathing. Realizing that there's this huge gap between what you know good writing to be and what you're writing. Like there's this massive psychological barrier to get to the point where you've written a book. Totally, I have this line in Scammer. Um, something like, you know, I put off writing books my whole life, um, or I avoided writing books my whole life by avoiding first drafts. Like I couldn't tolerate my own mediocrity and it's first drafts are so bad that they're actually demoralizing. Like, you know, like your your first draft is actually so shitty. Sometimes it makes you want to just give up and not keep going. And the best advice I could give any 
other aspiring creatives out there is advice that my favorite writing professor actually gave me and that I include in the book. He says, be your own crappy little elf. Like pretend that you're just, you're a crappy little elf making crappy little things and just make a crappy little thing and just leave it there for yourself to find tomorrow and to fix. And that really helped a lot thinking about it in those terms. And the second piece of advice I would have for anyone really struggling with like not just writer's block, but like writer's paralysis is to just get angry. Like I... I feel like Natalie has tried to sell me out, has successfully sold me, or to varying degrees of success, sold me out three times in my life. But I've only ever got angry the third time, this last time. The first time was obviously when she sold that piece to the cut. I don't know if you've ever had any experience with addiction. You're like, uh, we're clearly alcoholics. Were you not listening, Caroline? But if you have any (laughs) other experience with addiction that you actually overcome um, <laughs> unlike the alcoholism which we're which, uh, which is the era we're currently living through but um no it's okay I'm so I drink like six days a week no joke but um but I felt a lot of shame about how I had acted in my early 20s and how I'd been the person I'd just been during my addiction my Adderall addiction like look at how peppy I am stone cold sober. Like you don't want to, no one wanted to be around meth me. Like I did not need meth. (laughs) Um, So when she sold me out to the cut in a strange way, I felt like, okay, now we're even and not just even, but like now you've done something even like you're taking credit for my work. Like you're making me like you're publicly humiliating me. Like you, this is so much worse than like just being a shitty friend in your early twenties. Like, in a weird way, I felt like we were even and we were done. And then the second time, but I wasn't angry. And the second time she tried to sell me out was two days later when she really tried to use my father's, the news of my father's suicide to like console me about him, but then like offer her friendship and $15,000 if I would just sign over my life rights to her. And I feel like she really tried to take advantage of my grief to strike a business deal. But again, I wasn't angry because I was just really fucking sad. Like, I was just bereaved. I wasn't pissed at all. But this past winter, a friend who's in publishing in New York leaked a copy of her book proposal, like the document that she used to sell her book. That's so iconic. And it was just, and it was just all about me. It was like how she was going to write an essay about my addiction, how she was going to expand the cut essay. And I just got so fucking pissed. And I just like, I was totally felt like crippled by my own anxiety about writing. And especially because I'd been at a certain point, I really shot myself in the foot by saying that I was going to write a book. And then I felt like I had all this weight of expectation on me from the public. And so many people believed I'd never do it. And finally, I just got sick to fucking death enough of being used by her that I got angry and that propelled me into action. And so my other piece of advice beyond being your own crappy little elf to get through those shitty first drafts is to just let yourself be angry I think anger plus purpose can be incredibly constructive and like a very useful emotion. I don't think anger always has to be a negative, destructive thing. I think if you apply it towards a goal, it can be a really beautiful feeling to feel. 
It's interesting you say that because we were we loved the book by the way we haven't said said that yet we've both read it it's oh, so thank so you. That's beautifully so written like thank should you. I do a quick intro or do you not do well I don't, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> let's do the intro at the end the there's podcast. no there's no point in really doing an intro how do you think you're gonna how many of those tequila sodas you've had already but like <laughs> I don't I don't know how you're gonna edit I think. Okay, go for, go for it. I mean, I want to hear the intro. We'll do it now. It will. It would never be edited to the start. But I was just basically going to say to everyone listening, I guess, obviously, if people are listening to this episode, they'll know who you are. So many of our followers, I already know, fucking love you. We have such a crossover in, I think, in our energies and in our intentions. Like someone wrote in on your Instagram. Intention being chaos. Yes, they were just like a win for all the chaotic but well-intentioned women out there when you release yeah. Scammer. And I was like, that's us. It took us four years to release merch. And then we like accidentally scammed the girls because we didn't know how to post it to Australia and it was arriving like seven months later I I hate it when you accidentally scam the girls that's the worst I know and they but when you accidentally grip the girls that's that's the worst I hate it when that happens I'm I'm slowly drinking Celsius by the way it's non-alcoholic but only because it's 148 here and at least it's like definitely after work drink time where you are yeah, no, it's okay. We we understand. Sometimes we like will try and tell guests to drink early, and then we just that's we nice. Understand. I, yeah, really, really peer pressuring them to do drugs. That's <laughs> that's honestly, who doesn't want that from a podcast host? <laughs> um, okay, really quick for anyone who's across you in the way of like knowing your name, kind of abstractly, maybe reading Natalie's piece in 2019, and then kind of reading like the headlines about the workshop. Can you just sum up, like, in a chaotic timeline, in, like, two minutes, your life? (laughs) Okay. I've been on the internet for 10 years. For the first five years, I was a fairy tale. I wrote these captions about my life at Cambridge um, as this American undergrad at this old British university. And I also developed a debilitating meth addiction while there. Legal meth. Actually, it's fully illegal in the UK. Um, It's like, it's just as illegal as meth meth. But amphetamines were my drug of choice. And by my senior year, I found out that I needed tuition money. Basically, my dad was in a lot of debt. And I couldn't stay at Cambridge unless I came up with $40,000. So I hired my friend who I loved dearly and thought loved me in return to help me co-write 50% her words, 50% mine, co-write this document that only publishers saw. And we ended up, because I needed the money so badly, we ended up selling the most profitable version of my life. And I've had a long time to think about this, and I always think I would have sold that book had had there been Adderall or no Adderall addiction. But I don't think I would have exited that book deal quite so gracelessly and immaturely had I not been high as fucking balls that year and the year afterward. I basically just told my publishers every day for two years that tomorrow I would turn in a book that I had no intention of writing. Finally, they, I don't know if you've ever done this in a relationship where you like behave so badly instead of just leaving that eventually you yourself are left. Um, Basically I just did that with, but in a professional way, which was like even more inappropriate than doing it (laughs) in your romantic 
private life. So I'm left by my publishers. Finally, I get help for the Adderall addiction. Fast forward a year and a half, which is how long it takes me to get like fully sober and like work with therapists and AA. I launch creativity workshops. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.